Welcome everyone to the Change Starts Here podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Odom. And today's episode, we welcome uh, a unique conversation with three community members, uh, a district official, um, uh, actual community volunteer, um, former educator, and a student. Um, we're focusing on Louisville, Kentucky, Jefferson County Public Schools. And our conversation today is gonna focus around a summer learning opportunity that has changed the lives of so many young people in their community. So thanks for joining us today. Again, hop in the chat with any questions. Um, uh, it's an exciting conversation, so appreciate you being here. Thank you both for joining us today. Um, the question that we start every podcast with is, who are you and what do you love about what you do? So uh, Stacy, I'm gonna start with you. All right, well, my name is Stacy Edelman and I am the Director of Federal and State Programs with Jefferson County Public Schools in Louisville, Kentucky. And what I love about what I do is I have a lot of freedom to find creative and impactful ways to use um, federal and state grant funds to positively impact our students um, and really focusing on students who might not have some great opportunities otherwise in the absence of our district being able to use these funds that way. And so um, I get to look for all kinds of fun and creative ways to, to get kids engaged in things that are meaningful to them. That's great. Uh, Ryan, how about you, sir? Okay, I am a recently uh, young retired. I, I kind of stay away from that word retired. Young retired ed, edu, educator uh, out of Jefferson County Public Schools. Yay, JCPS. Mm -hmm. And also I am the community relations director for WLOU, WLOV Radio in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, what I really like about what I'm doing now is I have the freedom and uh, education is my calling, looking at um, young men and young ladies uh, who are like me, who don't have the opportunity to uh, go forth and do things. Now I have freedom to really not just deal with the educationally wise, but also have freedom to do to deal with it in the community and uh, with a religious base. Christianity is a key component to us. And I think it's something that's missing. So I'm able to put all those components together and really work with youth in our community. And it is exciting time for me right now. That's fascinating. So uh, we're here today and we could talk about a lot of the impact you guys have had over your career. But today specifically, we're focused on the really awesome and unique summer learning opportunity you guys created over the summer. So Stacy, I'll just start with you first. Mm -hmm. What what problem were you trying to solve for as you started to build out this summer experience? So I have to go back to probably last fall, last winter, and we knew that our kids were missing out on so much by being at home. Um, our district was in virtual school almost the entire school year. Uh, we were able to get back in person a little bit at the end, but we knew that kids had missed out on so much and we wanted to start planning some summer programming. Again, not really knowing what the situation was going to be by summertime, but we wanted to have some plans in place if we were able to um, get kids into some programming. And we were trying to think of things for our students in grades K through 12. And we wanted to, of course, have an academic focus, but we knew that wasn't the most important. We needed to get kids back with their peers. We needed to get them interacting with each other. We needed to uh, focus on ways to 
prepare them to be successful starting into a new school year coming out of an entire year of virtual school. And then, so we were planning programming for all grade levels, but when it came to the older high school students, we knew they needed something different. And I was researching uh, different ideas in other school districts, especially large urban districts across the country. And I didn't see anything specifically like what we ended up doing, but something sparked an idea. And um, we've had a, a relationship in Jefferson County for the past few years implementing the Leader in Me program in some of our schools. And I've developed a great relationship with the folks at Franklin Covey, and we have really been able to work together and create things, not just putting the same package in every school, but we've they've been really adaptive and really been flexible and listening to what our needs are. And so I called them up and I said, I've got this idea. What can we do? And they got really excited. And um, we came up with this idea that we wanted to, first of all, implement Leader in Me in our summer programming as a social emotional uh, curriculum to help kids get used to cooperating and collaborating together and get ready for school. But then for these older students, we wanted to train them to be the count, the leadership counselors in the summer programs and lead those activities with the younger students. And from there, then we um, also built out and the Franklin Covey folks just were super creative and, and brought such good ideas to the table. And I'm not trying to kiss up. I promise they really were wonderful. <laughs> and um, we not only did these high school students get trained to lead the activities with the younger students, but they built out a week-long program to develop leadership in these high school students and really made it about them and helping them think about their future and think about what skills they had, what skills they needed to develop and uh, create this life plan um, with touch points along the way throughout the program. And then some, some days at the end to bring them all back together and finish out that personal work that they had been doing um, on themselves. And the Bennett, the, the good part is we also got to pay these students for their time in doing this. So you got a chance to build a, uh, a program that, uh, Pays kids. That's an interesting twist. I wasn't expecting. So you, you pay mm -hmm. kids. Uh, so they have a job. They themselves get developed with leadership skills of sorts, right? Yes. And they get to teach other students the same leadership skills over SEL. Is that correct? Absolutely. Those are the, the three big components of this. Yes. Fascinating. So what did you call this summer program? The, we called it leadership counselors in training. That's what that's what the high school students were called. That was their role. Great. And Ronald, how did you, or Ron, uh, how did you get involved uh, with LCIT? Well, for one thing, I am a Franklin Covey uh, fanatic. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I I love the material, and for years, even though my school wasn't a leader in me school, uh, I taught a special ed, in special ed. And I use the leader in me to help self-esteem with a lot of my students that uh, were problems, okay, in, in other classes. So when, when um, my wife came on board with this program and with Stacy, it was like, oh, my God, if I could just be a part of it. I said, uh, I, I know I'm not teaching right now. 
and I'm doing some other stuff. But if I could just uh, look at it and come in and, you know, learn some, some more things about it, I would love to. And that's how I got involved in the program, uh, actually just coming in just because I am a Franklin Covey person and looking at what it can do, especially to our at risk uh, for our at risk kids, our kids who uh, lack self-esteem, they really need some push. And uh, I loved it. So from your lens, I mean, you've been a longtime educator, just like Stacy. What what is unique about the curriculum that you all brought to your students through this leadership leader and me framework uh, that was different than other leadership frameworks that you have seen or taught in the past? One of the things that I see is um, self-esteem is a problem, especially when we look at this time and period. Uh, Franklin Covey has a really good good way of uh, embellishing uh, self-esteem and really pushing that, hey, uh, it's a win-win for everybody, if I wanna use their terminology, uh, and that anybody and everybody has leadership potential and can, and can be a leader. Uh, one of the things that I looked at when, you know, I went around to some of the sites, I basically worked with the community sites uh, this summer, just going in and looking at what's, ha what's happening with the kids. And a lot of the kids, when it came to really being able to say, hey, that I am a leader or I can do this, they had problems with that. But the Franklin Covey, uh, the concepts, the seven habits build in and I can, no matter what I am or where I come from, or you know, what I've been exposed to, that I can push this, I can make this. And I think that our kids now, especially looking at JCPS and looking at, you know, the uh, population that, you know, we have now, you know, we've got to be able to let, help them to believe in themselves. And then we've got to give them the tools to that when they do this, that they are successful in being able to motivate others. And that's exactly what Kobe did. That's great. So Stacy, I'll ask a little bit the same question is, I mean, you've you've uh, worked in Title I programs, you're exposed to lots of phenomenal uh, tools that help students. What What is it about the leadership that Franklin Covey teaches or a leader in me teaches that attracts you to that solution? Well, I, I think I have two answers. One is about this particular program. What I think helped and, and it really resonated with the kids and was so meaningful for the kids was it wasn't part of school. It didn't feel like, oh, we're doing behaviorship lessons today or we're doing leadership lessons today. It was it was real. It they were treated as professionals because they were professionals. They were being trained to then lead other students. And I think uh, that trust in them and that it was like a job. It was like a profession for them. And they were treated as professionals uh, really made a difference. Um, in terms of the leader in me work in schools, I think one of the things that's so that makes it impactful is that it's a whole school initiative. It, it's really not as effective if it's um, just happening isolated in one classroom. Not that there aren't benefits for students to get lessons in leadership and for us to address and acknowledge 
that students are leaders and, and that needs to be nurtured and developed. But when it's a whole school emphasis and they hear the same ideas and the same language used across the school in their classrooms, in the cafeteria, in the library, it really starts to then be internalized by the students. Well, I, I feel you know humbled to work for an organization that's uh, impacted the lives of the folks that you worked with so well. But I think for me, I want to continue to point this back at you all because I, I know you did a lot of work outside of Franklin Covey's partnership uh, in building this. So I, did you partner with an organization or a few organizations in terms of making sure that this summer learning could get off the ground? Yes, we did. And it was it this summer was a community effort, a community partnership. We partnered with um, an organization called SummerWorks which is a branch of our Kentucky Anna Works organization that, that seeks to help young people find employment. And they were, uh, the, they were actually the ones who hired the students and they have the, um, they have the infrastructure to be able to do payroll and do check cards and, and all of that. And they have coaches as well, job coaches that could go out and visit the students and work with them. So we could focus on the programming and the content of what they were going to be doing. And we had this partner organization that could do some of that management and organizational work for us. And then as Ron mentioned, we had, we called our, our big summer program in the district was called the Backpack League. And we had Backpack League sites, both within JCPS school buildings, but also in community sites. So we had partner organizations hosting students and teachers in their community site, because our goal was to have as many locations across this large district as we could. Students wouldn't have to travel far from home, but be able to get access to the same programming everywhere. And so that meant we needed to um, work with our community partners as well to have additional sites across the district that were accessible to kids. That's awesome. Well, I think the part that inspires me is it's not just the school district doing it by yourselves. You were pretty entrepreneurial and thinking about what organization or other organizations can we work with to really come around and love our students and serve them well. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, I honored you having to leave in a couple minutes. Is there anything that you want to share? I've got I've got Stacy for a little bit longer, and we're bringing one of the students as well. But uh, what what kind of parting thought do you want to share with about the impact of this program as well as the future of it? Sure, just what she was saying that community piece, that community partnership, that was extremely powerful. Uh, you know, not just. To it was powerful for the students, okay, but also the community uh, partnership in being able to be exposed to students uh, being able to teach those concepts, those seven habits. It, it was phenomenal. I had uh, one, uh, I went to, it, there is a community center that was out a little bit, okay, is out in the part of a town called Berrytown. And a lot of times when we think about African-American students, mistake, we think about West End. Well, this is a community center that is uh, partnered out in the east end of town, but yet they have a very uh, wide and a very uh, variety, a, a variety of African-American students. Well, the uh, young man, well, he wasn't a young man, he was an older man that uh, was over the camp, was an older gentleman and he talked about how that he 
had heard about the uh, leadership Covey, Covey and had you know, been exposed to it, but never on such a level as to where the kids were coming in and being able to teach it to other young kids. And he talked about how that that was such a powerful uh, impact community-wise, how that not only did those kids reach those kids that were coming into the community center, but how that the kids that were coming into the community center was taking back what they had learned and teaching it in their homes to their brothers and their sisters. Wow. That's powerful. That's extremely powerful. There was a five-year-old, uh, and I'll share this real quick example. Uh, there was a uh, young lady, she, she's in high school now, but she was in, yes, she's in high school. I think she's an 11th grader. Well, she had been talking about the being proactive and um, she had been teaching it to her five-year-old sister. And her five-year-old sister went back and they were outside someplace and uh, her nephew or somebody was bothering the five-year-old. Five well, the five-year-old uh, went up to the young lady that had been teaching her, teaching her sister uh, the, the information. She said, I'm trying to be proactive, but this guy, he just keeps on bothering me. Now, here you've got a five-year-old talking about being proactive because another student, another uh, relative is messing with them. This person wasn't part of the program. The girl that taught her was part of the program. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, you have things like that. And that was just a very powerful piece in looking at what was happening and how that um, the uh, habits were being effective and how the community partnerships were really playing out. That's great. Well, Ron, I know you got to run. I don't want to make you late for your next appointment. Thanks for your time today and keep doing the great Pleasure work. Pleasure is mine. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We were talking earlier about the power of your community partnerships. And like mm -hmm. I said, I, I feel honored that you believe our content has helped you so much. But as I looked at this, as you guys were building it, I was really impressed by your ability to work with your community. And I think we talked about uh, Student Works was the first one. Is that right? Summer uh, Works. Summer Works, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Summer Works, yeah. and I know there may have been one or two other ones that you were ready to talk about. Yes, I also uh, want to mention our partnership with an organization, a local organization called Evolve 502. 502 is our area code here in Louisville. And they really were our connectors. They, um, I worked with a gentleman, Charles Davis, who also had been researching and a lot of the, the, the work connecting the community sites with the school sites was his brainchild and came from research he had done in other big cities about how communities and school districts were partnering to serve kids, especially for out of school time. And they were critical in driving this work and helping us connect with a lot of the community sites that we were able to have students participate in there. And so they, we continue to partner with them and, and do some great things for kids through that. That's awesome. I mean, it, it definitely takes a lot of different invested entities to really yes. serve them as well. And so uh, with that, let's, let's pivot to the star of our show. Uh, yes. Hassan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate you finding time, especially for those of you who are not able to see this video right now in, in a library. And so they get you in trouble for having you talk too loudly, but we really appreciate you being here with us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here too.
So a question that I ask every guest that we have on our show is, who are you and what do you love about what you do? Meaning, what do you love about being a student? What do you love about being the age that you are? Um, so tell us, who are you and what do you love about what you do? So I'm Hanan Mohammed. I'm a student at Dallas High School. This is my third year. I'm a, I'm a junior and I don't love being a student that much, but <laughs> I can I can enjoy learning new things every day. And one of the things that I enjoyed the most was being a leadership, like a leadership counselor in training. That was one of the most like I enjoyed learning. I was learning something and I was having fun at the same time. So it was a great experience and I'm really glad to be here with you all. Yeah, that's fascinating. So uh, there are definitely, what, what, what grade are you in right now? I'm junior. Junior. So I think, uh, not that anybody needs to know about my personal history, but my sophomore year, I would have probably answered. I don't know if I like being a student that much, but uh, figured it out later. I'm curious for someone who's just honest with us. I mean, I've been there. Uh, I don't like being a student that much right now. What made you really enjoy being uh, an LCIT? Am I saying that right, Stacey? Uh, what, what made you enjoy that? Because you had to learn, you had to work. What was enjoyable about that? Well, while I was learning something, I was also, you know, making money. <laughs> I was making money, but the coaches there made like the things I was learning pretty fun. And I didn't even know if I was learning something or if I was enjoying my time being there. I just was looking forward to like every day coming there. Like my normally schedule right now, every day when I'm waking up early in the morning, I'll be going like, ah, I don't want to go to school today. But like, like a part of ACT, every day I've been so excited to come there. And it was a good experience. And I would love to do that next year too, if it's available. So other than the uh, having a paycheck, which I enjoy as well and always have since I started working at uh, 16, um, what what were the things that impacted you the most or what what uh, lessons did you learn that you really actually think are helping you today and will help you in the future? Uh, learning the seven habits helped me more than everything and having my own values, even though I'm still like working on one of my seven habits, I'm even having like the hand in here. The one that says that you have to be like on, on, to be understood, like to understand something. I'm really like when someone have a different opinion than me, I'm not like that good at listening to them. So I every time practice this it's the seven and like the seven habit to be more good at it when I was teaching the seven habits I kind of had a hard time too because I like I did not only had to teach like little kids I also had to deal with high schoolers that time my school didn't had only like you know five graders they had high schools that was like just like me so I kind of asked one of my coaches like what are some of the specific things I could do to like teach them too so that like they could be a part of my lessons and I they gave me this book to teach them too while I was teaching those high schools I kind of learned some things too and I'm still like in my daily life right now like including those things and also having like values in my life I feel like it's a big thing. We did that the last two days of the uh, LC, LCIT. I've, I feel like having values make me like feel like an adulter, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, if, whenever I ask other kids, do you have 
values on your own they've been going like what are values what do you mean and I've been like really shocked I was like am I the only one who had these values and trying to practice them it kind of makes me feel pretty old so I stopped talking about them sometimes but with my real like close friends I kind of share with them and tell them like I have my own values and you have to respect them too that's awesome I I think one question I have I don't know if you've worked on it but I I found the seven habits book my junior year of high school, I believe. Uh, my best friend from growing up, his mom bought it for him. And so that's my first introduction to it. And I remember us looking through and learning about uh, setting a personal mission statement. And I didn't, to be quite frank, I don't think I ever really clarified mine. until I read another book called Purpose Driven Life in college. But uh the the journey of trying to clarify what my mission was is what catapulted me on a fun, fun journey of life. Have you started tackling that for yourself yet? Do you have a mission statement? Have you thought through it? Is that something that you're working on right now? Yeah, I am working on my personal mission right now. And it's even though it's kind of hard, like working on a personal mission at this age, I kind of like slack off and do some fun things, but it's still, I kind of think about like those things a lot. <laughs> Usually when I like, it's like late at the night, I kind of get like, you know, my personal missions and get together everything. Even though my personal mission, like I have a lot of them. And one of the like closest thing is like passing the ACTs. I kind of set up like this two months that I have to practice. I even have like this goal settings and how to do it. We kind of set up the last two days of, of like the LCIT. They kind of helped me set those goals and how to like push them. So I do have a personal mission. And it's not just one personal, it's a lot. But I'm trying to, you know, go like, specific ones like do this one first and this one it kind of has an order yeah of course that that, that is the helpful the, the habits and I remember like I think my first one was like just be great at school and great at basketball that's really all I cared about that time <laughs> and so that was a good step and then eventually it became what's it's been since I was 21 which is to make a positive and lasting impact in the life of every person I meet every day and let that be stand for itself and so I just encourage you to continue to go down that path because but what's really cool, I talk to students a lot in this world and I, uh, your confidence, but also your humility is uh, pretty powerful. I don't know if you know that or have been told that, but I will say like your confidence to say what's truly on your heart is really cool, but you also carry yourself and come across as an incredibly humble person, which are phenomenal attributes for a leader. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Stacy, I don't mean to uh, pass the podcast to you. I mean, you, you chose this young lady to come join our podcast. Are there any questions that I should be asking that I'm not or anything that you'd want her to highlight that could tell her story a little bit more? Well, first, I want to agree with you that um, she is pretty amazing and she really stood out to the adults uh, that were affiliated with the program and in, in asking their opinion, um, several of them recommended Hanan to be a part of this. And um, she's just been delightful to work with and she is very mature, but she does have a humility as you, as you noticed as well. Um, Hanan, thinking about, um, I, I love that you're continuing to think about the things that you learned this summer. That was the whole point. We wanted this to be more than just a summer job. We wanted this to, not to exaggerate and say life-changing, but we wanted you to be learning things that would really make you think about your life differently and that you could take forward uh, and carry with you as you finished your high school career and, and thinking beyond. So 
you're a junior now. That's a, a challenging year. Your junior and senior years are your last years of high school. What are some of the um, what are some of the things that you learned this summer that you think are going to help you be successful as you're finishing out your high school career? Um, setting goals. Like one of my teacher asking me, like, what do you want to be? And I just like one of my summer, like LCIT coach taught me, it's like whenever they ask you, what do you want to be? Instead, they should be asking you, who, who do you want to be? And I was, I was like, <laughs> the teacher, I was like, I raised my hand and I was like, are you asking me what I want to do? I'm like, who I want to become? And she was really surprised with that question. And she was like, uh, go, with the, go with the second one. Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to be a confident, independent woman who helps her sociality and gets rid of like, you know, gets rid of the, the idea of her community, have women and be more stand up for those other women who want to do wonderful things in the world. And she was like, yeah, instead, instead of asking, like, instead of asking the whole class, what do you want to do? She go with who do you want to be? And they all were like, that's more like it question because every time a high school teacher they keep asking us what do you want to do instead of like who you want to be and that part like kind of tested me and I wanted to like you know go with it and like be ask those like to ask them like instead of asking me that question to ask me this other question and this other thing like this program helped me like making my goals like pretty clear because when I go back to school, like I'm still like six days or something. And all they keep asking, like they have given us this bunch of papers, like what's your goal? What do you want to be? And every time they ask me those questions, I have a clear clear idea of it now since I kind of worked on it on my whole summer. So I was like the first one to finish it because I kind of had like the whole idea of what I want to do on the five years or like six years. So it was pretty good experience, and I was helpful that they helped me with that. Can I can I just say sorry, Stacey? I, I'm yeah. like listening, thinking. Yeah. You just hit on the maturity that took me until I was 21, <laughs> like from 17 to 21, to get. Of, are we're not defined by our jobs or our roles. We need to define by who we are and how we serve. And the fact that you already get that is pretty awesome, and also gives me goosebumps. Sorry, Stacey, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm like, I gotta. No. Say me too. I was overflowing because I don't know if you realize or not, but you said that the teacher then changed how she framed that question because of you speaking up and you yeah. making her realize that. And I guarantee you that the rest of the day she asked the question, who do you want to be? And she will do that for the rest of her teaching career now because of you just igniting that that change in her thinking and that and that's going to benefit her students too, because that's helping them define themselves in different ways. So that's incredible. That's really exciting. I'm going to have to tell everybody in the podcast that uh, we got you in trouble. You were kind enough to go to your local library to be able to speak with us today. And uh, we lost you for a bit. And I'm still convinced you told me it wasn't the librarian who uh, chastised you and unplugged your computer. But, uh, you said it's technical. These, well, we kind of have a, like time papers. It's, it's it's limited and it just got kicked out. And I'm not close to my home. That's why I have to join it from a library. <laughs> we we love you even more for your sacrifice. We're so glad you got back on. So I, I just want to ask, I mean, I, I, while you were gone, I, I, both Stacey and I were singing your praises in terms of your maturity and vision. Um, what 
when you think about the person that your friends want to become, have you been able to have any impact on a couple of your friends uh, thinking that through or just sharing a little bit about how you're thinking through, I want to be confident and I want to go change the world. Have you been able to help any of your just close friends with that? Yeah, with my best friend, he he's like, he wanted to go to JCTC and JCTC, he, he has like a good grades and I was like, he has always and JCTC isn't like the idol college for him. And I was like, being like, with senior grades like this wouldn't be like a good thing. And like, if you go to the same college with me, I, I'm planning to go to Harvard since like, I, I'm gonna be doing this program next summer for them. They promised that they will give me scholarship if I pass that program. And I was like, how about we both like, you know, go to go to Harvard together. And instead of like, with senior grades, it will be like more useful for it. Even if we like both don't get accepted, it will just be like, you know, we're gonna try. So when you think about your next two years, um, what, are, what are some things you're gonna be doing differently in school and out of school to um, impact yourself as well as your community? So out of school, like, you know, activities and those things are starting. And right now I'm trying to join this education program where I'm going to be like going to schools and like, you know, talking with kids and trying to help them and teaching them. And outside of school, I will be like, I'll be teaching adults like, like racism, feminism and those things. So I feel like this programs I'm be doing, I'm trying to do a lot of them like for the next two years so that I could be like, you know, know how to lead people, but also know how to like, you know, express my opinion while being like, not offensive to the other person. I'm like, that, that part is really hard for me. So I'm trying to work on that part for like this two years. And I hopefully I'll be getting it, getting them to help them right. That's great. Well, it sounds like you, you know, have been able to clarify a little bit more your mission, uh, your mission statement and who you are and who you want to become. And then because of that, it's given you clarity on your next steps. Is that accurate? Yeah. That's great. Uh, and so one question I have, just kind of like Stacy pointed out earlier, uh, by you reframing a question for your teacher, you've impacted that professional for years and years to come and every student they'll ever see from then on out. Uh, what encouragement do you have to adults right now who are listening? Uh, so a lot, most folks who listen to this podcast are educators. What encouragement or what do you want to share with educators about how we can be better leaders of students? I just don't know, but there's this thing I has I have experienced, like as an as an a teacher, as a being like an adult who is educated. You don't have like whenever we share an opinion with you guys, I feel like those opinions aren't big enough for you guys. You every time try to add something new to it instead of like taking it as it is. When I try to share like some opinions with my like. Uh, school teachers they've been always like changing what I mean to something else and trying to like get it get it like they, their way instead of taking it as a, what I said so if we like if we like if you guys like stop treating us like an a like 
like young kids, then we will be able to make like a lot of changes in this world. That's what I, you know, believe. And as a making decision, as a youth, I, I don't feel like adults should make like decisions for us. And instead we should be like the ones who make the decisions for ourselves. Even though we could be a little immature, I feel like we're still like able to make our own decisions and be like, you know, able to lead our lives on our own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even adults, let's be honest, we're not perfect with the decisions that we make. So uh, we should probably give some grace to students. Well, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for going through all the uh, different challenges you had to do there. Hopefully your time card yeah. is a little bit longer. We appreciate your sacrifice. And most importantly, I mean, I, I said, you know, when you left, uh, you were the star of today. So uh, thank you for just bringing your heart and being so open with us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Stacy. after talking to Hanan, it's clear that uh, this summer learning had an impact in the ways that you described at the start of the interview, which is she loved the fact she got paid, <laughs> which is great, right? Yeah. Uh, she learned and developed a lot for herself, and she was able to impact kids as well as, in her words, uh, I don't know if she recognizes maybe your words, uh, her teacher and the trajectory in which she approaches a question like, what do you want to do with your life or who do you want to become? Um, right. That's incredibly powerful. So I appreciate you finding such a, an amazing woman to come join us. Uh, <laughs> when you think about the future of this summer uh, initiative, what are your takeaways? What are you, how are you going to continue? Is it going to just stop now that we have school started or what's your, what's your future for this support? I, I certainly hope it doesn't stop because this was, this was too powerful. This was too meaningful for the students, but also the adults who participated. The, the Franklin Covey trainers came up to me um, at the end of the program and talked about how much they love being a part of it. They, they were so grateful that they were involved and they, the kids just gravitated to them. The kids love them. And so everyone who was involved with this program just was so uplifted. And so we can't not continue this kind of work. It shows that um, our students, especially our older students still need this kind of development. Um, I don't know exactly what it will look like, but um, we're already brainstorming ways that we can build on what we learned and what we accomplished with this program this summer so that we can try to impact more of our high schoolers and, and help them see that leadership quality inside of them. So when you think back on the summer and, you know, the job to be done, what, what is the impact that you think you've had? Like, how would you define the impact that you think this uh, summer academy has had? The students had opportunities to reflect and then articulate. And I think they are the best ones. Um, each of them said that the, it, participating in this program affected them profoundly in different ways. For some of them, it may be that they found that they really enjoy working with children. Maybe they might wanna be a teacher now and they never considered that an option. Uh, for some of them, it might've been the introspection that they had never really been guided um, to do and that helped them understand themselves more. For some of them, and I, I talked early on how it was important for us to address the summer coming out of the COVID school year, them getting to be with kids their own age. They had been isolated and teenagers especially were, were impacted by that social isolation because those teenagers are all about socialization. And 
They met new friends from all different schools, all different backgrounds, but they all connected through this experience. And so I think that was as powerful as anything as well. That's great. I, I do too. And I, I just appreciate you having the vision, having the courage um, to, to do this for students. Cause I do think, I mean, again, you can already tell the way Hanan talks about it. Uh, and even a community member like Ron, right. They, they get uh, so passionate about the connections that you're making as well as the impact you're having on people's lives. Uh, what words of encouragement do you have for any other uh, leader, principal, teacher, district official as they're thinking through, man, that sounds great. What, what would you encourage them to do as they think about their next summer as well as their uh, support they can give kids? First of all, it's a team effort and there were a lot of folks involved. We talk about the community partnerships and looking at other organizations um, that, that participated and made this happen. Um, I think, I think being, being open to um, creating something new, being responsive to the moment, being responsive to the needs of your students at that time, and then working with these other organizations to create something that will really, um, really make a difference for the kids. Because I mentioned some of the organizations we worked with, SummerWorks, they had to come to the table and do some things differently than they would have just through their other employment programs. Franklin Covey team, we didn't just there was this didn't already exist. We had to work together and create. And, you know, I talked about the vision for what we wanted to accomplish. And then they they came with some fantastic models of, of things that we could do. And um, so just bringing lots of people to the table, but then thinking differently about how you operate to put all these pieces together, um, because, you know, times are changing. Things are moving quickly. Teenagers have different needs than they did 20 years ago and we have to be responsive and help them navigate all the craziness that they're going through right now. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for organizing uh, everyone to come and join and talk to us. <laughs> thank you again. Like I said earlier, thank you for your courage and your willingness to play color outside the lines. Right. I feel like so often educators and my friends who are educators, especially at district office, um, can feel bound to some red tape, and again, out of high integrity, not not because they don't want to mm -hmm. do what's best for kids. Um, and so it's really inspiring to see someone like you and the team you put together to try to figure out how can we do this differently to get better results for our kids because they're, they're our future. So thank you for your commitment and your leadership. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be in a place where we could think big and think bold and, and do some different things. And we appreciate this opportunity and, and you inviting us to share the experience. Oh, this is great. I remember uh, it was probably, I don't know how early you guys started talking about it, but when it became more of a realization, uh, you know, towards the spring, I guess, or, you know, winter, spring, um, I was intrigued and Lynn's been a good friend of mine for a while. Mm -hmm. so I, I, uh, I'm always inspired to see what she cooks up and who she's partnering with. And she was really excited to be in the mix with you guys. And so yeah. I it to be something awesome. So I'm glad that we were able to connect as well. Absolutely. She, she did great work. It was fantastic. She pulled her team together and they were amazing. She was, she was the creative genius behind um, putting this plan together, like taking the vision and, and really putting resources and ideas to it. It was great. I'm glad you guys got connected. Hopefully it's yeah. just a lot more for you guys. So absolutely. Stacy, it's been awesome. Thanks so much <laughs> for joining us. 
please support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, podcast on Apple or Spotify, and help us celebrate the beautiful, messy work of shaping human potential. Thank you.